0: Chico's gonna give you what? Brev is gonna give you what? Ben is gonna give you what? All three are gonna give you the big D. Chico's gonna give you what? Brev is gonna give you what? Ben is gonna give you what? All three are gonna give you the big D. Chico, Rev, and Ben—yep, they're at it again. Breaking down the team, putting stats up in your head. Nothing left unsaid. They're leaving it all on the field. Like the favorite team, raise the two cups, and we'll chill. The knowledge is real for a trio, so true. To representing the great red, white, and blue. And you love them too. That you can't deny so just one time. Let me hear the still die. Chico's gonna give you what Rev is gonna give you. What Ben is gonna give you, what I'll gonna give you. The big D. Chico's gonna give you, what Rev is gonna give you, what Ben is gonna give you, what I'll gonna give you. The Big D Um, soccer? Podcast? Huh. Hey
1: folks, welcome to Big D After Dark. I'm, I'm doing our little intro live. Just to say, after a Tough result at home, a 2-2 two to two draw. There were certainly some positives that we'll talk about, some ugly stuff that we'll talk about, uh, work for this team to do. We're glad you're joining us tonight. Send in your comments, your questions. Let's get to it. Let's talk about what FC Dallas needs to do going forward. Thanks for joining us here at Big D After Dark. There we are. There we are. We are live. Welcome to Big D After Dark, everyone. Uh, Just so excited to have you this evening on May 24th. We have a lot of SC Dallas. We have some North Texas SC uh, to talk about. We've had a a full week of action, and yeah, uh, it didn't go maybe the way we wanted, but we'll get to that. Uh, We're just excited. Welcome there in the end. Our buddy Jose Carmona at El Chico Carmona. On oh. Twitter. Hey, hey. And uh also with us is Tommy Smith uh, at Tom underscore F C Dallas. That's right, right? I got it right. right. off the <laughs> LaBeouf. Yeah. Tommy LaBeouf. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I yeah. I that I did that last time and I remember thinking <laughs> your your account says one thing. All right, Tommy LaBeouf, gotcha. thank you. Got that? Thank you, thank you for correcting us. Hey, welcome to everybody who's watching. Six viewers already. This show uh, depends on your comments, so we're gonna get the conversation rolling, and we want to hear your reactions from FC Dallas's home draw against Real Salt Lake on Saturday, two to two. It was a game where we saw FC Dallas improve. They were aggressive offensively. They scored goals. They they uh, they came back. They showed fight and determination after going down by a goal. But some defensive lapses kind of spoiled the three points. Uh, the team wasn't happy. The team took some positives, and I think fans should take some positives. But yet, you gotta win your games at home. You gotta win your games at home. So we're gonna talk that. We'll talk a little bit later about North Texas SE. They lost uh, two to one in against. Toronto in Arizona. Eh, Weird. But we also have two clips. We'll hear from Ryan Hollingshead after the game and from Lucci from post-game comments. So uh, some some good stuff for you this evening. So let's get right to it. Um, Jose, we'll start with you. What's something good? What's something ugly from this match for you?
2: Well, I mean... The bad is the continue. I'll give you the bad because that's the easy part is the continuous breakdowns that we see, you know, unfortunately, Matt's the last guy I would think of, you know, having mistakes happen. And yet there he was, you know, making the two biggest mistakes of the match. Uh, Any other defender, we would all be like, ah, he needs to go to the bench and, in this case, it's like you know, wow. We're just I'm just stunned that that it would be Matt. You know, you have to wonder if maybe he's not really a hundred percent, and that has something to do with it. Maybe it was the way, the field conditions. You know, um, but that was it. Really, just the continuing lapses on, on on defense where Dallas gets punished for those lapses, and of course, at the same time, the the other coin of that is where the other teams had lapses themselves, but the FC Dallas doesn't punish them, um, even though the attack looked much better. And really, that's my positive. The attack looked like what we would hope it would look like. You know I mean? They were all over the place. Uh, I forget how many shots they had on goal, but it was uh, something like 29, 29 attempts or something like that. It was pretty high. And I know at least 10 of them were were on goal, so I mean, that's what you want. That's what you want to see from this team, especially at home. And and I think they played with a sort of fire uh, and and aggressiveness that I was complaining they didn't have against Houston when they played Houston. We were like, where was that fire and, and uh, you know, the urgency to win? It was there, but, again, the final product wasn't what we're hoping for. And, really, you got to think that the fans are, you know, if they're not already in full panic mode they're
3: they're getting there Tom what about you? well um, I, I think as Jose said the the just the not good enough here and there was really the stinker uh, you know I keep on asking myself like you know after that goal went you know I know I could hear on the radio listen to the radio broadcast Sean's coming in uh, the, the guy that's from Hungary. And after we scored, I was like, you know, if I'm the coach, I'm bringing in a defensive player, not Sean. And uh, and they still brought on the Sean. And then they didn't even, I don't think they brought on the Cir- Cirillo. But, you know, I'm sure Lucci's thinking, double-thinking well, himself. But, you know, you had Nelson on the bench. You could bring Nelson in and move Hollingshead up a little bit and have more of a defense presence after going up and secure that game. You know, I know he already brought his uh, center defender in when, um, Martinez went down so he didn't have that to come in but you had you had Nelson who had been fresh and a much better defender that second goal all started because Sean was off of his def- his uh, uh, opponent the guy got to cross him because he was way off of him. he wasn't even marking him close and you know at first I was like down on hedges as myself and you know like you know hedges had that bad play and uh but on the second goal it if you watch clearly, when he when he goes to serve it in, Sean did get a foot on it. I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but it kind of made a weird deflection, and it came out a perfect lob in the middle. And I think Hedges was seeing the ball going the other way, and it deflected off his foot and went mm. toward you know. So it was kind of like I don't know if it was necessarily bad marking. It was just a, a luck play. And if you go back to the first goal, um, you know I, I kind of look at you know that that philosophy we have of playing out in the back. I, I it hasn't necessarily brought us more goals in the last three years. The only thing it's done is made a lot of risky passes, almost scores for the other team, you know. And and then when I watched this goal, the first goal, is that, you know, um, Acosta had the ball going negative to to uh, Hedges, and he gives him a lolly, you know, pass. And the guy by right when the ball gets him, the defender's right there, and all Hedges could do was whack it right into Acosta's back. And then, you know, Hedges kind of lollygags, kicks it again. And you know that's just not good enough, guys. You know, I mean, like we never used to do that under previous coaches. You know, we always cleared the ball. We didn't, we didn't invite pressure. You know, and, and passing in the, in the final third. We always kicked it up. Remember when we used to yell that word that everybody used to get mad at? You know, I mean, I'm not vulgar stuff. I'm, but we used to. My point is, is that we used to kick the ball up in the air. We didn't play a risky ball. Yeah. And I, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not sold on that that philosophy that we have about playing up the back. If they're not going to defend us, play it out the back. That's fine. But if they're going to press us, no. Let's just kick the ball deep. So that's my my you know my bad takeaway. But my good takeaway is, uh, and I think this is a reason for optimism, is Paxton Pomacall. He came in the game and his little pass to Holling said is another. He's got an assist. Mm. You know, and yeah. in the middle, in the in the little minutes that he's played this year compared to last year, he's got two assists. Now, uh, you know, the one question I have is that. You know, it, his minutes doesn't seem to be, like, equal each game. Like, some games he's playing 30 minutes, and some games he's playing less. You know, Paxton is, is is our guy, right? I mean, he's, in my opinion, he's the, the talent, the playmaker, that, the one playmaker that we have on the team that everybody's calling Mr. USA in the future, too. And my question to Lucci would be is, you know, like, when I play FIFA and I play games I'm, and I'm bringing in my super sub, I'm bringing in when I want him to play. I'm not bringing him for 15 minutes. You know, if he can play 30 minutes last week, why did he play 30 minutes this week? I mean, is it, you know, the clock's on the screen, you know, as a fan, I want to know, why do we always bring him in so late? I mean, like, you know, I think that's a valid question.
1: It's a valid question. I think it's, I think it's the, it's the question that the pressure is going to build on. Um, Going forward, because he is a difference maker. And now, in a, in a yeah. couple of minutes, we're gonna we're gonna hear from Ryan Hollingshead in the post game. Um, Ryan got his first goal of the season. Congratulations to him. And uh, yeah, I I mean, I think he sensed it too that Paxton's a really important player to this team. Um, so yeah, it's one of those questions. I mean, Paxton is coming off a of big time surgery, so maybe it's just they're they're not going to be in any rush. He's a valuable asset we've got time there'll be minutes uh to, to play ahead especially if we see some of the call-ups and things happening um so yeah it, but it's a good question right and and for shun is a a, a decorated player it's Shun yeah. yeah or yeah we're all trying to figure it out i saw an article that there's some disagreement about how to say his name right
2: okay. i want to uh, i want to kind of add on that um the real Rio... And Shun were both supposed to come in. Right, right. But there was a delay, and it was almost like two or three minutes before they could get in. Mm.
3: And, but he was on the uh, field that, when they scored the, the second goal.
2: Well, yeah. Um,
0: so
3: he...
2: I, I believe Chirillo, no, I think I believe Chirillo was, they were going to try to bring him in, uh-huh. but the goal scored, and then they opted not to bring him in because... Correct. Right. Yeah. So, so the goal was scored before they could right. put him in to prevent the score if I remember correctly what, what happened it was that's right
3: Lucci yeah, mentioned I mean, that in the post game yeah. yeah Yeah, but, but um, after the score I'd bring in Cirillo
2: <laughs> yeah I also want to say that that uh, I agree with Tommy on, on Paxton coming in late and that's actually been a general complaint of mine for all the games is that Lucci has been waiting mm. really really late to bring in subs you have you the potential to bring up to five subs you would think with the kind of team that we have uh, with the players fighting for positions, you bring in players earlier when you can have that many substitutions, but is waiting until there's less than 20 minutes, maybe 15 minutes, maybe 10 minutes before he brings in into substitutions. And I just feel that if you do that, if you're going to do that, it doesn't allow these players time to get their feet wet and get used to the game and the flow of the game, you know, uh, at least not early in the season I, I I could see it maybe later in the season after everybody's you know in in, in form but this early in the season I mean I, like 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 Tommy's saying you know give them 30 minutes give them 25 minutes you know uh, this this 18 15 12 minutes of game time uh, especially for most not just for action but you know for everybody else. He's been consistent about giving them very few minutes to the reserves. And I think, I, you know, I don't know if he's trying to get the full starters into form first and then worry about the reserves. But,
3: Well, I, I, think, I think definitely I read into it is that they're trying to keep uh, Paxton from getting injured. But if he's playing 30 minutes, why not start 30 minutes and try to get a goal and lead? Yes, because the rule of thumb is the first serves. one to score wins, right?
2: He's doing that to all the reserves all the reserves are getting very few minutes when they come in in every match he's waited till the very end to bring in the reserves oh. especially when you have someone struggling where you're like hey that guy should have been you know out you know after after the first half he was having such a bad game and you're not seeing that you're not seeing those kind of you know get that guy out of there and bring in somebody else no nope. let him struggle and then like with ten minutes to go and the game will remove him. You know, by that time it's too late. I,
3: I really believe a guy like Hara up, up top needs a playmaker, and I don't know that we, Ricarte is 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 the best we have, but he's not the same position as Paxton. And I'd like to see more of Paxton and Hara together, more so, more minutes.
2: So Ricarte had like seven uh, key passes in this match. Okay, so, so he's not. I don't. I don't want to say he's a pure playmaker like like Paxton is. But he is capable of. He is a capable playmaker. He's just not a, you know. Where Paxton's close. He's an eight, but he's close. He's like an eight, ten hybrid. Yeah, where is more of a eight six type. But I would just know. like to
3: see more Paxton and Hara together. I think that's what Hara needs, and I, I'm not I down on Hara at all. I think Hara is I great. I want to
2: see more Paxton Ricardo together. Is what I want to see. And, okay. And I think if you have both of those guys out there, I think. That'll really open up defenses because, you know, they like to hack whoever's got the ball in the attack for Dallas, and this kind of gives Dallas options. You know, tesla has been
3: really, really good though. I mean, uh, and not that I want pass he to the, played to the differently. Bench,
1: but... I he was deeper in this game. He was definitely yeah. deeper. Uh, and he was and,
3: better deeper. He was yeah. better. But mm-hmm. For
1: young players, it seems to me, and I, and I think it's something I've seen from watching MLS and. I think for teams to bring along young players, like I think we saw the same with Reggie and Brian and Eddie. And I, you know, I wrote the article and and asked Eddie the question this week on the site on on Big D Soccer. But you know, I I think it's it, you have a new player come in, and it's better if you have them a little more reserved because they can see the field in front of them and then kind of keep the game in front of them. So yeah, like Tanner, uh yeah, <laughs> something going on. There. Uh, but tanner uh yeah with the game in front of him it's a little easier to pick your spots to pick when to get forward to to cover the back line uh, but well let's shift over to hara because this has been the the lightning rod um conversation and and i don't think the i think it's still a hot topic even though hara at least got a, a penalty scored but he also missed some chances at least one chance. It's like you just got to bury that. If you're a three million dollar a year striker at MLS,
3: you got to bury. Yeah, it. I, I saw one where he slipped. It was a give me goal, and I and I got I got to guess he's played in rain before, but he didn't have. I mean, the slipping was. He had another shot that hit. You know, it seemed like he was slipping when he shot. I I, I like Hara. I I get the criticism, but I, I I think it's been overall just the team needs to play better, and it's it it could explode. You know
1: yeah definitely like one thing you have to say especially in a game like this he worked his ass off like he worked his butt off out there for the team i will never fault him for his effort and his yes his his ability to be in the play and he can do some great hold up play and things his speed is just not there i think sometimes to do what the team wants but uh Yeah, he definitely worked, worked hard and he deserved that goal. He deserved to come away with something and I was hoping it would open the floodgates, but,
3: uh, yeah. He's no Christian. Come on. I would say that, but, uh, you know, um, you know, the other one we're not talking about who's kind of been out of the sight because he's been injured is uh, Ferreira. We'll have to see what his role will be. I'm sure he will also be brought back very slowly. And, uh, you know, we got Pepe and I love Pepe. He's just a young kid, you know, but, uh, I would like to see more service in the box, and we saw a good game. Uh, you know, from what I understand, there was a lot of shots, and um, so it, it was a good game Saturday. It's just very unfortunate. Uh,
2: I was just, happy that Hara actually how Hara played after he
3: yes that PK.
2: I actually saw some urgency from him, some real fire that I don't think we've seen. You know, that late into the match. You know, we've seen it early in games, and then very little after that. And, i'm start, i'm thinking that maybe he's maybe he hasn't been you know fully fit and and now we starting to see him you know okay so he's not gonna be his feet isn't gonna improve but if he can keep being aggressive for an entire match it makes a big difference you know mm-hmm. yeah. uh instead of instead of instead of uh you know playing hard for 30 minutes and not playing hard the rest of the match he really did go hard after after that PK and I mean it was I was happy to see it I'm sad he didn't get a second goal it would have been you know great but it gives me hope that if if he can play like that going forward that good things will start to happen yes
1: I agree And there's our appearance tonight from Drogo, the uh, official Big D After Dark uh, mascot. right, there's Drogo. So um, we should increase our viewership count. All right, let's jump to the post-game comments. We're going to have one from Hollingshead and then one from from, uh, Lucci Gonzalez in just a little bit. Let's start with Hollingshead. And I asked him um, about uh, two players. I asked him about Paxton, about what it's like to have Paxton come in and kind of what Paxton brought to the game because it definitely... As we've talked about, the game changed when Paxton came in. And then I asked him about Eddie Munjoma and just working across from him and how he's seen Eddie grow. And, and I appreciate that Ryan was pretty transparent about about the game, about the mistakes, and what this team needs to do. So let's listen to Ryan right now
4: yeah I think Paxton's a big part uh of this team a big piece of this puzzle and uh you know his his body has been struggling he's been trying to to be healthy and stay healthy and so he's just not able to give us too much time right now which is uh which is a bummer and and honestly a detriment to the team but man he's doing everything he can and he's fighting to get back into that starting lineup and fighting to uh be able to go sixty seventy five you know and then eventually ninety minutes and so Man, he's coming on and bringing a spark. The kid's a good player, and and uh, and we need kind of that creativity in the final third. And so, man, having him on my side has been has been a joy. Just being able to uh, have him hold the ball up a little bit more, allow me to kind of get in uh, behind and make those runs in behind, and and stay a little bit wider. He's good at kind of pivoting in the in the midfield and kind of being more withdrawn and uh, a little bit more of like a fall swinger, which allows me to get out out wide. And so. Uh, man, I'm proud of him. He's, he's not obviously happy about the injuries that he's been dealing with and wants to be at full capacity and he's getting there, man. He's getting there, but, um, he's got to, we got to keep pushing him and he's got to keep pushing himself too, because for a guy like that, he needs to not be, um, okay with not starting. You know, he's got to, he's got to want to be in the starting lineup and be pushing to do so. And so hopefully that is, uh, it'll happen sooner than later. Um, for a guy like Eddie, man, so proud of him. He's, um, He's grown a little bit each game, which is which is what we're asking of him. And uh, his his kind of base defensively has been solid, and now it's trying to kind of encourage him and give him the confidence to go forward. And you see that kind of coming out uh, more and more each game, and it's not one of those things that's just automatic and it happens overnight. It's going to take him a little bit of time, but I think he's, he's doing well with his chances. And so, uh, yeah, there's not really fingers to point. Everybody needs to be better for – you know, for Eddie, he's doing well and he still needs to be better. He still needs to be uh, more clinical in the attack. He still needs to be better in his positioning. For guys like Paxson, he still needs to be better. We still need more out of him. He needs to close down guys uh quicker uh defensively, especially I think the cross came in off of a deflection off his foot which is how they tied the game up. So, uh, you know, and I I need to be better. So, it's 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 everybody and uh you see a lot of kind of positives there, um, but still we um, we need to be better if we're gonna if we're gonna um, start stringing some wins together.
1: We need to be better. I mean, I I I liked I like Ryan Ryan pointing to a little bit sort of his his ability to play as a false swinger when Paxton comes in what, what what Paxton does to the movement, but also acknowledging too I, I, I appreciated him kind of calling out Eddie there. That's that's why, uh, you know, Tom, I, I didn't go back and look at it closely yet, that play, because in the run of it, it just looked like it was just a cross, and it just, like, Matt misjudged it, but I don't know if it was, so if it came off Shun, or if it came, did come off Eddie, as Ryan said, uh, you know, uh, uh, but a uh, time yeah,
3: There was a deflection, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there was a deflection,
1: yeah. I mean, what'd you all hear from Ryan that gives you some, I don't know, some comfort going forward, some... Some energy going forward for this team,
2: Jose.
3: Yeah, uh, just uh,
2: just uh, Jose. Uh, uh, well, you know, I don't know. I think he was just saying the right things. Um, there's not much that I think he can say to really give us comfort, other than you know I think he's encouraging the players that were out there, and he's trying to be a leader and and show them that you know he supports them and the team supports them. And that, Maybe they didn't play as well as they could. But in reality, you know, these players, some of these players are going to get better. Paxton just simply needs to be able to get fit enough to get more time out there. We all know it. Everybody knows it. That if we, I mean, if we can get him to be a starter or, or, you know, even start up one half of a match, it's a big deal for the team. It's a big headache for the defenses. And we all know that he can be a difference maker for this team. Njoma, uh, he had a very uneven match. Uh, yes, he he went forward more this match than we've seen him all season. Uh, but he didn't really have too much to show for that. And at the same time, he did that at the cost of helping out the defense. Uh, where He only had like two defensive actions the entire match. You know, he had no key passes, no... Nothing that would tell you that he had a great or good uh, offensive match, just, just from the eye test, from seeing him out there going forward, pushing forward. And that comes down to knowing when to make the run and, and you know, being able to time his runs with Hollingshead. With, with and, 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 you know, one makes a run or they both make a run or when to run back on defense. That's going to take a long time for him to get all that down. And, and it's just, a, we're just going to have to take the lumps with him. And you can see where he has a ton of potential, but it's all just potential right now. And at some point, it'll click. I mean, you know, Rural Cannon, I remember his first season. It's not like it clicked right away. He clicked right away. I don't remember yeah. him having a spectacular right. first, first season. And when he was finally given the job, there were still questions about whether he would be able to handle it. You know, Monjoma is doing that with less. Uh, run in time than 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 uh, Reynolds or uh, Cannon got. So you know, and I think, and I think that's what he's saying It's like, hey, these young guys, he's trying to show them the, the team backs them and supports them, and so they their heads won't fall down and and, and think you know, and they revert. because mm-hmm. that's really any 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 lumps that this team suffers at their behalf, I mean, it's just something you got to take. Eventually, it'll pay off down. You know, in the second half of the season, hopefully. What were you um, going to say, Tommy?
3: I was going to say, uh, you know, Ryan tells it like it is, and 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 Ryan's great. I mean, uh, he he doesn't sugarcoat anything. I mean, he I think we can, re- you know, I was asking about why Paxton. So maybe we don't know everything, you know. But it, you know, you I assume that you know he he played 30 minutes. He walked off the field. That he didn't get hurt. You know, but we don't know how he felt the next day and what's going on behind the scenes for recovery so that could have some things into it uh, but if he's if he's not injured i would hope that coach would play him at least the same amount every game you know not 10 minutes you know so but uh ryan is right i mean he just he, he's doesn't sugarcoat it they got to be better and and one thing i didn't mention earlier you know it wasn't the fact that hedges played it back it wasn't it was more it could have been more on um acosta sending him a lollygag ball and then i i thought Mara should have got a hand on the ball. Mara was in the right position, and I didn't find it to be an overly hard shot, and I thought Mara should have got a hand on and deflected that. I thought that was a very soft goal. I mean, it was a great shot, you know, but I I, I, I expect the keeper yeah. to get a hand on that shot. That's my two cents. Uh,
2: now that you mentioned that, though, I think some of us were wondering if Mara was even 100% because it's yeah. you know? action.
3: Exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. kind of thrust up, into action. And your third yeah.
2: finger... Your backup and your third stringer are both injured. I mean, you had no choice if, if he was the only one that's capable of going out there, even though he was, probably wasn't 100% either. And I think he looked a little tentative, and
3: I wasn't the only one who commented yeah. on that. Watch that shot again and, and text me and let me know what you thought. I thought he looked tentative on the die. I, th- I thought he should have got a hand on it. Yeah, yeah that's a great I, point. I,
1: I think so too. I don't think he was 100 and, and, you know, it'd be tough to throw Shuttler in there to start. I mean, it would have been, it could have been. Worse, but but yeah, Mar just really, you know, usually when he's a hundred percent or maybe even ninety percent, he influences the game in some ways. You you notice him there. You notice his presence. You notice his leadership, his decision making, and he was just sort of he was there, but he was kind of just doing the bare minimum at times. It just wasn't the same Mar that we we've, we've
3: seen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember a couple years back, someone. Uh, I, I didn't interview Coach, but I recall reading or somewhere that Coach said he want told Dan Hunt that I want competition at every position. Well, I, I don't know that we have that. Especially we don't have a another guy like Paxton. We don't. I don't think right back there's competition at right back. Now, I would question the competition at keeper. I know we have that other guy who uh, Brazilian who wasn't there, but um, I'm not so sure that we have good competition at every position.
1: Well, you know, I asked Eddie about that about Savena coming back. Savena's had minutes at, at right back, and he's oh, his I most didn't likely in. That. That's a very interesting little wrinkle. And I asked Eddie about that in the in the uh, media availability this week. And but you know, Eddie just said, you know, regardless, it's a competition each and every week. So he knows he's going to have to get better. And I don't know if that means Savena will have competition there at right back or. Or Tumasi is that was the whole idea was that Tumasi was going to get some minutes at right back maybe in a three, uh, or a five three two or whatever it is. Yeah, I
2: know that that uh, some people were really high on Tumasi being the starter at right back this season uh, because you know Dallas has a long history of converting you know wingers to to right backs, you know, and and he was the next guy the next guy in line. Apparently, he has been doing well, but then he had that injury that set him back for a bit. Yeah. And we haven't, we've yet to see him get any minutes at right back. So, you got to wonder. Uh, as far as uh, Cervenia, he has been playing right back in the Austrian uh, Bundesliga. Uh, right back and right wing back. And he's looked really good, you know. Oh. Uh, surprisingly, he's, he's, at times when they've moved him there, he's been one of the best offensive players for them, which is... You know, what caught me by surprise is that he looks really good going forward. And I would be shocked if he doesn't, when he comes back, if he doesn't uh, get minutes at right back or or gets, you know, is given a shot. Because, you know, when players get loaned out, usually there's an agreement as to where they're going to play. So you have to wonder the fact that they're playing him at that position in the Austrian Bundesliga that. And, and mind you, these are important games. These guys are involved in a relegation battle, so these aren't meaningless meaningless minutes. He's being played at right back and right wing back in very important matches, and he started some some games or come off the bench in others.
3: So, yeah. but the point I was going at is that Lucci doesn't have a, a big roster. You
2: know, he's he's he has, he has a lot of potential at, at at some spots. So there's guys there that he they hope will eventually begin to push, you know. Uh you got Varga starting at left wing and the, the hope is that Shun will eventually start pushing him there. You know, you got Nelson pushing Hollingshead. You're hoping that Tuomasi will push. So there's a lot of guys that they hope will as the season progresses will begin to push oh. the starters, but that's not happening at this moment.
3: Yeah, left wing I still is very questionable. I, I... Vargas is, as an individual in athleticism, he's got the size, he's got the speed and strength, but I've yet to see it on the soccer field, and he hasn't really it's made an impact time. yet. I, heard, I understand he had a better game Saturday, but more of an off-the-ball kind of thing. So
1: Yeah, I, I think that's it. I, I think we haven't seen yet the, the pack, complete package from Vargas. We've... Certainly, some some positive things happening there. He's not useless or anything, but it right. it seems like he's a longer project at times. You know, Vargas and, and maybe...
2: had, had probably one of his best matches, and 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 I mean, he's what 19, 20? I mean, he's still a kid too. So, so I think Vargas is a player that you hope is also along those lines. Player that will hopefully get better as the more he, he gets. You know, sure. The more minutes he gets, and and I was happy to see him play well this match. After actually, I think his previous the he didn't play he didn't, he play, the didn't play last game. game. He played but he Saturday, played but the not the before. before. He played the match before, and I thought he had had his worst game of the season. You know, I thought his yeah. his games had been going down. So then they set him against Minnesota, and obviously he got the message because he came out and he looked you know closer to the guy we'd seen in the preseason. So I think that's
1: interesting. Yeah, it's just so interesting. And I I, I think this team, Tommy, I think this team could be one of the deepest FC Dallas rosters, especially with a guy like Shun coming as a possibility. But you've got to figure out how to get these guys clicking, right? You've got to figure out how to make a cohesive hole out of the parts that you have. Right. Yeah, so, and they still have. It's a good
3: team. It takes time to gel. It's not like they've been playing together, you know.
1: And they'll have but on the other inter- hand,
3: I think O'Brien mm-hmm. has been an improvement over um, Pico, who we had. Now they're both very similar, but I find that O'Brien has better touches in the final third, and he's actually been, you know, pretty pretty good in the, in the final. I, I would say both they both work very hard, but I really like this kid uh, O'Brien. I think he's I honestly
2: got- thought you were going to say Barrios
3: because mm-hmm. that's the spot he's playing. Yeah, he's playing Barrios, but he's 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 basically the opposite, he, uh, you know, opposite side. But he looks just like Pico, right?
1: And well, and, but the one thing that's been a struggle with Obreon, I'm glad you brought it up. is just the offsides, the the offside calls. It's just kind of frustrating. And that was uh, that the previous game, yeah. Know, yeah, you know, pr- last game was bad. This game, they had he had a, a couple too that were that were just like, oh, come on, man, like. This could have been a really crucial opportunity for the team. Could have been a go-ahead goal or a tying goal or something, and he just drifted into an offside position. So that some of that may be timing and physicality and just learning the league.
2: But you know we, what, though, I—that's because they're trying to play him like Barrios, who's not—he's not Barrios. No. Honestly, best success has been when he's been able to take his man one-on-one, and you see yeah. him beat a couple of guys to break into into that. You know, into the box, and honestly, I think they need to make that adjustment and say, "Hey, this this same Barrios, sure, he he can get to the ball, but his his timing has been so bad, so many offsides, that maybe we need to just get the ball to his feet and let him work because that's where he's really been the most dangerous, is when he's gotten the ball at his feet and then basically broken down his defender." Yeah, a
3: lot of head scratching stuff, you know, offsides and just uh, yeah. bad substitutions and. Timing of players and just a lack of focus here and there. On you know, um, it's just, um,
2: that's just it, though, right? New guys, you got to learn their tendencies and adjust. And hopefully, we're we need to start seeing that. We need to start seeing that adjustment.
1: Well, let, let's get to our coach Luci Gonzalez clip. Um, and I asked him because I think if there was one ugly for me is that if you get 15 corners in your professional soccer team. You've got to take advantage of one of those. You got to at least get one goal, right? And so the team had those chances. Some of the corners look good. Some, eh. So I asked Coach Lucci about that, about the takers and and kind of what he's how he was grading it. So here's his response from the post game.
4: Well, we had two, three takers today
1: between Acosta, Pico, and Andres. We try to have that variation. They all hit it a different, different style, different way. Um. Yeah, no. That based on the the stats, when you have 15 corners, you need to score at least one, if not two. So, or dead balls, um, which are probably more than just the 15. So, that, you know, we have to we have to not be happy with that, not be satisfied with that. It's not good enough um, to have that many and not and not put them away. So, it's gonna take uh, being critical this week about what our movement is and where we're placing the ball and our and our belief to. To get on the end, if we can keep creating that volume of corners, we have to reward ourselves more. So, uh, certainly not not good enough in terms of the the uh, execution and the efficiency. Short, short and sweet. Lucci was, but uh, not good enough. That's that's the quote you need. <laughs> uh, and I appreciated his levity in that, but also acknowledging. What I've come to understand more from just the pre uh, the the media availability and the post games is that Lucci is quite aware of the stats. Uh, FC Dallas has been, it, it, I think, is trying to improve its 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 uh, the stats uh, analysis of the game uh, of the to, to add more flavor to add more understanding of what's working and what's not working. So I appreciate too when he acknowledges that you know if you earn that many opportunities, you've got to you got to put something away. I I still think you know the question mark is who is your best corner taker. I appreciate the team wants to switch it up. I I'm just I'm not sold on Brian Acosta. I know other contributors in big soccer <laughs> are not sold on him. Uh, Lucci thinks he can hit the ball well and he can do some things with it, which is fine. I'm sure the coach sees that. I, I don't want to second guessing, but. Um, I, I think th- it just doesn't quite work when he's the 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 corner kick taker, but, and and I think as the game drifted on, I would agree with took, that. Yes, when he took more corners, I think that's when the opportunities became there were just less opportunities.
2: Yeah, I think they're still trying to find. You see him use different people. I think they're still trying to find that guy that's going to be you know, uh, that haven't figured out who their man is. And, I mean that's a concern because he seems to uh, roll out a different person to do the corners and whatnot every every match or at least every other match. So uh, I think they're still trying to figure out who that guy is, and, and uh, we haven't narrowed that down. And that's why you have the 15 crosses and not a single goal. You know, that's that's. Uh, but still, it's. I'm happy to see them going for those crosses. Eventually, hopefully, it'll start to pay off um there were certainly some close situations that they were unable to to uh to complete and and while we're talking about acosta you know acosta still continues to be basically your 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 best player on the field you know uh i'm not saying he was the mvp for this match but as far as consistently good he continues to be the most consistently good player on the team
3: i would think his muscle would be more better used to be in the box on the service than serving it. It's just my two cents. I oh. mean, ever since I've been I, in the I, I, games, we've always not, had one. It was always Mario Diaz always took it. It was the best guy to take it, you know, and I would, it's odd to see different people taking it. It's just never been that way ever since I've been I going think, to the game.
2: I think that's something we like someone like Paxton do when, once he's healthy and, and, and yes. playing a match. You know, a smaller guy who you don't really want to mm. get in there and, and,
0: right.
2: and have the other teams get cheap shots in on him. Uh, something along, along those
3: lines. Yeah, I would, I would get O'Brien to take the. I mean, I don't know how bad his kicks are, but being that he's such a small guy, I wouldn't want him in the box, right? I mean, so you know, yeah, I, know. I, I different think ways, you know, different philosophies.
2: Yeah, O'Brien or, or Sean, you know, one of those guys. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like I said time will tell. Like I said, I don't think we have the right guy yet, and I think Lucci knows that. And they <laughs> talked about even Eddie Munjoma has been doing supposedly taking corners in practice and
3: whatnot so sometimes uh, I, think I think that's th- a little bit overkill they're overthinking it just find one guy can consistently put it in you know I
2: think I think when you have that happening in, in practice it means there's inconsistency there you know and, and I think that's what it means is okay we've mm-hmm. got several guys capable of doing it but none that are consistently
3: doing it so like, my my take on it cause is I've seen him shoot the ball and if it has anything to do with serving the ball I mean I just I'd rather someone else do it, you
1: know. <laughs> oh, I got, I got, I have the video here, the Acosta miss from a couple of playoffs ago. Yeah, uh, he, yeah, he's there. You go. To the moon. Right. Yeah, but no, I, I, I agree with you, and, and you know, it does definitely seems to me you'd want Acosta in a position where he could snuff out a counterattack. You know, he was maybe lurking at the top of the box, but he was that guy who was like, "All right, take the foul, do the professional foul." Right. You right. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But,
2: you know, you know, not to get you guys upset, but, you know, you know the best uh, corner kick taker I've seen?
3: That would be the that guy that uh, had FC the Olympic Who What was his name uh, from Brazil? No, I'm when talking the... about right now.
2: Right uh, now. The guy in Frisco that he's never going to do uh, corners for FC Dallas if things go his way is David Rodriguez. Mm. That guy. Was he was good. When he when he played, when they basically he was on to the the, what, the 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 Atlético San Luis U U twenties. He played so well they brought him to the senior team. He was taking all corner kicks for those guys.
3: Wow. And
2: his placement was sensational, man. I mean, you're talking about they bring in a guy who's a a, a U twenty. They start him, and they immediately have him start taking all PKs and said wow. pieces. I was like, wow, his placement wasn't wasn't incredible. I'm like.
3: I was thinking of Michelle. You know, he was very specialized when he played for us. He I
2: and mean, you have to wonder. You have to wonder if he's a guy that if he doesn't get now, Atlético has says they're going to buy him. But you have to wonder if they don't buy him, why would you want to leave him in North Texas, man? You know, sign that guy up.
3: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, well
1: let let's close out with the show with for, for talking about North Texas SC uh you know Toronto FC2 is back in USL League one um and are playing their home games in Tucson because of the pandemic because Canada is a little more strict uh, on their their policies right now with the pandemic which is fine which is, we understand so uh North Texas went down to Tucson uh, and played and unfortunately came away with a loss two to one. And went behind early, equalized. Went behind early every, on a penalty every kick. Every game so far. Yeah. Every game
2: so far, they've allowed the first goal.
1: Yeah, and then uh, got a penalty kick in the first half to, to level it up late. They were right after each other, too. And then gave up another goal and weren't able to claw their way back in. Uh, you know, Jose, you're following them re- really closely. i watched most of the game. Uh, There's just a lot of positive play. It's It's a really dangerous team, but... Well, it's a team in flux. It's just a team in flux.
2: so they they really were hard done there by by the officials. Um, that first penalty kick that that uh, Toronto was given. Uh, the actually the the North Texas player was actually kicked in the face. Wow. <laughs> and so so the ball went up and he basically did up, you know, he was gonna get hit square in the face and he went up to try to block it. So it hit. It still hit him in the face, but it also touched his hand. But it was a blast right to the face. And you like, you feel for the guy because it's a reaction. You know, if you see that you're going to get hit square in the face, you you try to shield yourself. You know. So I felt bad for him because it's like, oh, it's not an actual position. It's not naturally get blasted in the face with a shot either. Mm-hmm. So that was a hard PK. And then they actually should have gotten North Texas should have gotten another PK because there was another uh handball by Toronto and they didn't call it. They didn't they didn't review it or nothing. And I was like, man, it was clearly a handball. and you know I was like, well, but even then, even if they hadn't gotten it, I expected this match to be to be a, a, either a draw. I thought they had a good chance to come walk out with a draw because Toronto hadn't played in a while. But Toronto they are very talented so I will put put that out there right now talent wise their talent level is really good their the problem is is that they will be inconsistent so there's a team that's going to beat some teams and they're gonna be maybe a 500 team maybe worse depending on how on their coaching but they're a talented team I mean they're probably talent for talent just as good as uh as North Texas as far as the talent that's available to them from their academy. They've got some really good talent this year. It's just, it's very young and mind you the first season when they had a really bad team, even then Toronto always gave, gave North Texas uh, uh, a tough match, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. winning a couple of games against them. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm disappointed, but I'm not panicking. The problem with North Texas is their back line, their back line, their back line. And, 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 there, You got Colin Smith, who's got converted from wing back to from from a right wing and forward to a right back. So he's learning that position right now. And then you've got uh, uh, two center backs that are only playing their second match together. They're pairing, and one's Para, who looks kind of shaky. In all honesty, he's a big guy, like six five, six six, but. He looked kind of shaky. I'm not sure he'll be the starter for much longer. Uh, so your left back and your left center uh, back, uh, I forget his name, uh, Gomez. Those two guys are great. But this is what happened last season too. Last season, people forget that North Texas started out horribly. They had the worst defense going into 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 August. They had the worst season, the worst defense in USL League One. And then they brought back. Um, um, they brought Monjoma in, and they and they brought back uh, Evans from from uh, and all of a sudden, boom! The defense is playing great, and they finished it with the third best defense, you know, in the league. So I wouldn't panic. This is what? I know some people are complaining that yeah. that the talent level may not be there, but I think unlike other teams. This team has so many more question marks across the board. We got so many players that are, need to be incorporated into the rotation, that it's going to take uh, Quill a lot longer to get the team gelled. They got so many new faces, and also on the road, they don't get they don't get as many FCD players. They get one player, I think Colin Smith, usually travels with the team. That's about it. When they play at home, they get four players maybe five players well, I, think, Nikki,
1: I thought Nikki Hernandez did play.
2: Uh is it did Hernandez play? I I think so. It. I thought so.
1: Oh, I
2: thought I heard I don't name. think she did because it oh, was uh the that? stars okay. were in the midfield were Almaguer, uh uh Dos Santos and uh, uh Viniegra I think. I don't think Hernandez started. Okay. I don't think he All was right. there. Uh, I just remember Colin Smith being there. But I'm just saying, when they play at home in North Texas,
0: more, right. you get
2: Hernandez, you get you Con get, uh, Smith, you get uh, uh, Khalil, and you get Benny. You get at least those four guys. And then once Summer rolls around and, and we get the rotations figured out, they'll probably get another one or two. They'll probably get up to five senior players at home. So they're really good at home. They struggle on, on the road because they have – they have less FC players. But like I said, who's trying to figure out his rotation? He has, he's not there yet. The against, guess, instant rematch, by the way. Instant okay. rematch against Toronto in North Texas, you know, in Frisco. So, no, not Frisco. Um, Globe Black Park. Yeah, in Arlington. So, so, you'll see the difference of having a couple extra, you know, Hernandez being there. We'll get at least one of either yeah. Khalil or Benny there, and you'll see a huge difference in how this team plays.
1: Well, let's, let's close out this show uh, with just a quickie, quick, quick, quick thing. And just to say, all right, FC Dallas is going up to Colorado this weekend at Colorado. What do you all want to see from the team? A step forward, an improvement? Um, do you want to see the three points? Do you want to see a draw? Would that be an improvement for you? Or are you just not expecting much still, Um, Tommy? What about you?
2: uh, Well, go ahead, Tommy.
3: Yeah, I will say this: Uh, we don't want to see them lose for sure, but don't want to come after the game even if they draw. I don't want to say, well, they were winning up; they were up, you know, one to zero, and they gave a goal away—a silly goal at the end of the game—and they drew. You know, if if it's a different thing where like they were, you know, they were playing tough the whole game; they, they, the other team got a goal, but you know, they kept fighting, they kept fighting, no mental errors, and they scored a goal, and they tied the game, and they got a draw. I'm ecstatic because, you know, we didn't give up anything stupid. You know, we didn't play any mental errors. The coaches got the subs right. You know, if you got the lead, you protect the lead. I don't want – you know, every game, so far, it, there's been something where you're like, you scratch your head. Like, you know, we're not shooting. You know, we're not getting the ball to horror. We, we're not playing defense. We're, we're not getting a hand on the ball. You know, it, it's just – Something to complain about every game, and I just want something—a game where we don't have anything to complain about. last game was better, right. right? That's that's all we can ask for, you know. Is you know is 100 effort, no mental errors, including the coaches. I'm not just talking the players. I want I want a solid lineup. I mean, like I still question why we we started the season with five in the back at home against the reserves of Portland, you know, you know, or whoever it was. We we didn't we didn't play the the big teams, right? And we're playing very defensively you know and I don't know I just do the right thing
0: So,
2: yeah well you know what I don't want to see is that three-man back line no sorry I don't I don't want to see it against Colorado um I don't mind them playing a defensive game I just want to see a competent match where where at no point are we panicking you know or or uh Surely not conceding an early goal or anything like that. I don't want to see any dumb PKs, I don't want to see any. any, any, Yeah, as long as I don't you know, even if even if they were outshot by, you know 20 to five or something like that as long as I don't see any dumb plays any 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 Gimmies, you know, like you saw this match You know, that's what I want to see. I want to see a competent professional display And hope the the team has at least has a chance to walk out of there with a point at the end of the match. That's what I want to see. Uh, I want to see the team gel basically. I want them all on the same page.
1: Yeah, I'm with you guys. I just want to see this team clean up those mistakes and make make it where yeah, uh, you know, uh, Kellen yeah. Kellen has a has a world class shot that goes in goal, and, you know, there's not much you can do. There's not much you keep most keepers can do about that. Um, but but the team but the team doesn't make it easy for their opponent, so no penalties, none of these flubbed play out of the back, when, when playing out of the back goes wrong kind of things, right? You yeah, know, or, or just a, a, a ricochet shot.
2: a sensational goal to beat you, really.
1: Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Right, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. So yeah, I I think a draw would be good. A draw would be a step forward because it builds some confidence on the road. And and Colorado's always a tough place to play, but Colorado is also a very beatable team. They're a good team, well coached. I, I'm not. I'm gonna give, I'm giving them that credit. And heck, we could see Barrios do some damage against us, and you may just go okay. But um, I think come out and clear indicators that the team is improving, but, but a result, we need a result this weekend. We need to build I, I,
3: building. Yeah. And furthermore, I'd like to see a real leader emerge. I mean, we kind of see that with Holling said, but we need somebody in the middle or up top. Someone's going to like, you know, just get the other guys going if they make mistakes. Somebody makes mistakes and everybody just walks back and plays defense. No one gets in anyone's faces and leads this team. And uh, I would like to see someone put the fire on our team to play with fire. And I think we need a leader on the field, quite honestly. Well, hey, we had a question
1: here late. I mean, uh, DTX Antonio, um, would, would, would y'all rather have Jesse Gonzalez or Jimmy Marr in Cole? Of course, Jesse, uh, you know, rightfully exiled after a, a domestic violence charge. Evidently, uh, he has moved on. And I think there was rumors he was, was get, trying to get a spot out in Greece or something like that.
2: He's Actually, still the word guy. with that is that that he was in a tri- he was on a trial basis and he'll be joining that team once their new season kicks off. Mm. Um, they didn't have a spot for him so and mind you that Cyprus that's like that's basically oh, Cyprus. it's very well known as a, a backdoor into getting a European passport so it's a smart move. Uh, for a player who doesn't have the international caps to get a to get that pass. You know.
3: I, I just hope Jesse's got his life back in order. I don't know the whole details. I, I've heard the story. Um, I I love him in keeper but you know uh, I hope he gets a second chance. But I hope yeah. he he turns his life around. That's the most important thing. I think that's the question I, asked.
2: I wish I wish him well, but I think that's not even an option right now. It's basically it's Mar Mar Mar. You know I I was always a, a Mar guy. I know. I know Jesse was the more talented, the the guy with a bigger upside, you know, uh, better everything, but he he always had, to me, he always lacked what Mara had, you know, that leadership, that positioning, that just constant professionalism. Yes, Mara is not the athletic and tall, big. um,
3: I just want a healthy Mara. I think that's what we want is a healthy Mara. Yeah, we do.
1: I think, yeah, I think the Jesse ship has sailed. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Antonio's keeping our stream going. He says, what's y'all's prediction for this weekend, Dallas versus Cro- Colorado? So we sort of talked about what we wanted. So let's go on the record. What's our prediction? And I'm going to go a 1-1 draw.
3: Yeah, well, you know, we're going up against two more FC Dallas alumni, Barrios and Kellen Cal- Acosta. And uh, Kellen's having a good season this far. Do you guys know? Yeah. Uh, Can we get him to be there? He, he got. He made a 23-man roster for the U.S. They, oh, okay. So doing, I, I think Colorado's been it. better this year than they have been in the past year. So I expect Dotsie Dallas to come out and play a tough game. I really do. Um, I, I'm hoping that they improve in this last game. And and I'm going to give them a nod. I, unfortunately, I mean, uh, <laughs> unusually, I'm going to give them a nod. And I, I believe that they are turning it around. It's slowly turning around. And I think we saw a little bit of that on Saturday. Well, on your prediction list, um, I'm going to say, um, actually, we get a squeaker two to one. We'll win. We'll win two to one. Oh. Nice. Wow. I'm
2: going to go zero zero. I was going to go one one, but I'm going to go zero zero. And uh, I would not be surprised if there's some late, late drama uh, like we saw in Minnesota. Uh, but. Hopefully, it goes our way as
3: opposed to going uh, Colorado's way. Especially if Howard can get him some new cleats where he's not slipping.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all right, we'll leave it there. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Tommy Tommy LeBouf. You Thank can follow you. him at Tom underscore me. FC Dallas on Twitter. <laughs> and Jose Carmona at El Chico Carmona on Twitter. And, of course, you can follow me, Nathan Hill, at Nathan J. Hill on Twitter. Let's leave it there. We got a lot of soccer to enjoy this coming week. Uh, hope you're well and safe. See you next Monday. And of course, in the meanwhile, don't forget to check on bigdsoccer.com for some of your FC Dallas fix. Oh, yeah. And good night, Drogo. Good night. Good night, Drogo,
3: thank you guys. They enjoyed it. Always. watching us from my Xbox are just sitting
2: there just
3: All right, everybody. All right.